1: Sheilogens,
2: we're here today to put the she and her, oh, in sherbert. Oh, except for some people pronounce it sherbet.
1: Not in America,
2: (laughs) unfortunately. No, yeah, no, they don't. Sherbet people. No, there's no sherbet people.
1: Don't leave us voicemail. (laughs) Sherbet. That's not a thing. Sherbet. It's sherbert. There's an R. I'm googling this. (laughs) Sure. I hate to tell you, but I believe this
2: is a point of contention in some areas. (gasps) See.
1: See. Wait, wait, wait.
2: What words exactly did you Google? I want to be on the same page as you.
1: Sherbert. Okay. Pronounced sherbutt is what Uh the internet says. Sherbert. With. An ex- an additional R in the second syllable and pronounced sherbert is less commonly used in Britain. See, this is the British people trying to act like they're what's regular. You're not. This is America. <laughs> okay, Merriam-Webster says. What she- about sorbet? <laughs> Where do we go with that? We go nowhere because <laughs> that's a French thing. <laughs> sherbert. Merriam-Webster says sherbert isn't wrong. No, it's not. So- but I'm also saying
2: some people. Pronounce it
1: well if they're in America, they need to get with the times, is what I'm saying here. Okay, hi. Sure, the point is, Sherbert
2: <laughs> it does have it in there,
1: has a she and an I H just didn't want you to her. start
2: the biggest controversy <laughs> of sheologian's history.
1: I there shall be no controversy, the big Sherbert, the big Sherbert controversy, uh, massacre. I of want two, some now. like it's warm enough here to still eat ice cream, right? <laughs> or Sherbert, um, or sorbet. I think I like sorbet better than sherbet,
2: but I don't totally know the difference. I don't know what the difference is at all. What kind of shir- sherbet are we talking about? Here? Isn't
1: sherbet like the orange fruity stuff?
2: It can be, but there's also like rainbow sherbet. That's what never. I used to get with my mom. It's I've just never like had a it. bunch of flavors all together. Never had it. That sounds really beautiful. Usually like fruit based.
1: Yeah, fruit. And not as it's creamy and sugary cream. as ice cream. Yeah, it's fruit ice cream is what it is. I'm pretty sure. And, um, it has sorbets less like cream based. What's, what's really funny now though, is that I chose the word Sherbert because I was standing in my kitchen this morning and I was like, I haven't done a she in a while. And then I chose a word that has a her in it. <laughs> I mean, it has a she in it too. Right. But I was looking at it just now and I was like, Hey, I see the word her, Both, <laughs> you know, 2021 is just out. starting out with a bang. That's what's <laughs> happening here. This is going to be a good year. <laughs> my planner is huge. It's the size of my laptop. And there's Sherbert <laughs> and double she's and hers and a word. Right. And everything's great.
2: We, You guys can tell nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing. We are bringing you the same Sheologians. In case you thought, maybe we'll do like a huge rehaul. Never. <laughs> No, no, nope. no, no.
1: My name is Summer Yeager. Did I do that already? No. <laughs> okay. Did we even do that in the last show? Yeah. I don't, think we did. I don't know. I don't know. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And <laughs> Joy and I want you to know that we're doing a book club. And it starts on the 13th, which I believe is next week. Is the 13th next week? Yeah, the 13th. The thirteenth is next week. It's a it's a wedness day. Some people say it that way in Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and Wednesday. Sorry, Britain. Um how can we offend Australia today? Uh and just always with them. It's always just, with the Australians. They're like, it's Sherbet. Anyway, um we're doing a book club. We are gonna be reading Tilly Dillahay's I wish my name was that cool. Um Broken Bread. And it's gonna be great. Grab your copy at Amazon. Go over to patreoncom sheologians Join the book club and meet us next week. We get together. We have a live discussion. You can discuss it with us in the chat, and it's super fun. That's all I have. Oh, no, leave us a voicemail four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. And I would ask you how the New Year's treating you, but we're still time travelers, right? <laughs> so I don't know how the New Year's treating you. Yeah, it's still a mystery still a mystery here. Um, I wish I could ask you guys what's going on. (laughs) That would be fantastic. Right. If you can also time travel, definitely leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. And yeah, do I have anything else I have to tell them? I don't remember anything. I tried Um, to eat trash yesterday. (laughs) That's where my brain is at. You (laughs) what? Oh, I didn't tell you. (laughs) Okay, so right after... No, right before... Remember yesterday when I messaged you and I was like, "Joy, I just had this thought. Why don't I sign up my church for end abortion now?" Oh yeah, <laughs> which our church started end abortion right. now, so that was.
2: So while we not might may not technically be signed up for it, we were in there. We're we're doing it. You don't have to sign. Us <laughs>
1: up. I don't have to sign the church up for End abortion now. Um, right before that, you know how, as a mom and a wife, you're just you're never not cleaning up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a constant, it's, you know, cleaning the kitchen is more like a state of being than it is a thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Like you just walk through it and you're cleaning it and then you're cooking in it and then you're doing dishes in it and right. then you're wiping it down and then you're picking things up. And then at the house in Vegas, my kitchen was so big. I just worked in there too. I just brought in my laptop, right. yeah. had my books. Well. That's where I did my stuff. Cause it was just like, well, I'm in here all day. I might as well also do some other kinds of work (laughs) in here. Anyway, um, so my pregnancy brain is so bad that I was cleaning the kitchen and I had just wiped down the counter and I was thinking about what I was going to make for dinner and I was thinking about how I was really hungry and I like picked up some like an old piece of food someone had left behind and some like pieces of paper and I just straight put it in my mouth. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) it's really bad. Can I tell you
2: what I think of when you say that?
1: (laughs) What? I'm scared.
2: Um, (laughs) You probably should be. Um, I'm not recommending this movie either. Mm. This is one of those movies that I saw edited for television. And then I was like, I love that movie. And then someone was like. There's some pretty horrifying stuff oh, in that. Oh, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I, I never that. saw that part. I hate
1: when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it was a great movie. And your friend's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Um, But so in Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Yeah. I she it. like, you know, like the neighbors are trying to. I don't know. Get, they're trying to like include her in this ritual so that her oh. baby will be. A part of the ritual oh okay and and the whole thing is orchestrated by the people in the apartment to oh. get her to like give up spawn her baby. Satan oh or something like to that
1: that's del- delightful yeah
2: and she's like <laughs> pregnant and at one point she like catches herself just like eating like raw liver yeah in the kitchen and she's <laughs> like
1: what am I doing <laughs> you know I would have thought that was a fantastical stupid movie moment Except that I now relate to that. Right. Although people eat liver. People don't
2: eat. I think she was eating other kinds of organ meats. Got it. it. I think I'm saying liver because that's the most common organ meat, but I'm pretty sure it's just organ meat. Yeah,
1: no, that was a real... Organ meat's
2: supposed to be really good for you when you're pregnant. It's supposed to be very healthy, I've heard it's very healthy. It's not super accessible in the United States. It's not that popular
1: here at all. I hear in, like, other countries it's very popular. We like to
2: put it in... We like to, like, grind it up and put it in supplements. Pretend that it's not... So that you just, like, (laughs) swallow it and...
1: Don't taste it. No, that
2: wasn't organs at all.
1: Well, thankfully, I didn't eat the paper. Yeah. And the old food. Yeah. Because I, I did, I, like... I hadn't, like dropped it in my mouth so
2: you were just kind of mindlessly like
1: cleaning you thought you
2: were snacking
1: cleaning and then i was thinking about snacking and the next thing i know i'm putting what i'm cleaning (laughs) in my mouth and i'm trying to sign up the church that started end abortion now for end abortion now and things are just coming along swimmingly in the brain department and well
2: all is as it should be. <laughs> y- y- y'all
1: should be so excited to hear what I have to say today. <laughs> <laughs> today is. will not be garbage. <laughs> I had my fill up. We already it. did
2: that yesterday. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to quickly mention
1: mm-hmm.
2: here I'm again talking about my husband's oh, thing. Yeah. Because it hasn't um, started yet. It has not. Um we should this should be we should still be in the first week of January. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So in a few weeks, two weeks from now, mm-hmm. um, That's the right date. my husband's class is starting. You can go on Kepler education, their website, I believe it's just KeplerEducation.com. Uh-huh. Um, you can also look my husband up on Legacy Wilderness Academy, um, but he is going to be doing a great class and I'm just, ch- I mean, it's going to be awesome and it's going to be really edifying. It's cool. Uh, I mean, all, pretty much all of what Kepler is doing is pretty cool because it's a Christian it is I was looking through classical the website Christian education yeah
1: and I really yeah. liked it mm-hmm. I and I like, know that oh, I want to take that yeah yes <laughs> yes definitely yeah.
2: um yeah it's pretty cool uh, Matthew's actually when he applied for Kepler he had told me it was before he, we walked into reach group which is like our midweek yeah thing um, and he said, he was talking about like teaching a class somewhere he's like, I just don't know where to this and this and blah, blah, blah. And then it's so funny. Two times at that one reach group, hmm. he had two separate people be like, have you thought about applying at Kepler? And so he did. That's awesome. Um, and here we are. Uh, if you guys are looking for something That's fun cool. to do, if you want to suggest something to your sons or to your husbands, mm-hmm. um, suggest this or check it out or, you know, yeah. Um, It's going to be really good. And I just want to let you it. guys know in case it's something that you also are interested want in. to be a part of and oh. are interested in. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So there. There it is. Um. Well, wait. Mm. You're right. I am Joy. Yeah. We almost skipped it again. Part of it. We don't
1: know how to do it. <laughs> do we know how to do Sheila?
2: There's too many things. We'll, I don't know. I was, was going to say we'll fix it next year. <laughs> I mean, that
1: could be true. You never
2: know. It's not 2021 for us yet. It's just 2021 for for you you. listening right now. Yeah.
1: Maybe in 2022, things will change. (laughs) You never know.
2: What does that totally even mean, though? I'm...
1: I don't know. Because... The Lord will come back. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's going to be a busy year. That's not my eschatology. No. (laughs) Mm -mm.
2: Um, Anyway... Uh, i don't have a thought anymore that's i just gave my thoughts thanks i mean i have thoughts all the time but they're weird
1: your thoughts are weird i still think about your thought about how like plants when they're like blowing in the wind are really waving at you you
2: guys should really put that in your rotation (laughs) your daily rotation because man if you're having a bad day and you just, just see a little plant that's like shaking in the wind and you're like oh it's happy to at see me
1: happy to see you um
2: and you start to realize that certain trees and plants they just have like different movement they do like when you walk around in the desert mm-hmm. I, most of you may not know this
1: do you guys know when you're walking around <laughs> in the desert
2: so when you walk around in the desert um we have some we do have some trees here yeah. that are yeah. not Desert trees, mesquites, mm-hmm. or uh, palaverdes. Mm-hmm. We have cottonwoods, mm-hmm. but also we have willows. But a lot of those trees they like to live near water okay. or like right on the water's edge. Okay, so it's interesting. Um, because you can be walking around and see like cottonwoods from far away, and obviously they're distinct because they're tall and they're what most people would consider more of like a tree, like tall green leaves brown trunk um but they have this very particular movement to them they kind of just all like you know how like when confetti falls it kind of like flutters yeah it does like a side side yeah that's how cottonwood trees move and it gets to the point where if you look for them enough you can like tell Mm. you can be like driving past an expanse of trees Mm -hmm. and you can see them based off of the way they Mm -hmm. move
1: so do you remember When I used to drive down here every other week, it was cool getting to see the season change right? in the desert. Because people
2: just think in the desert, it's like everything just stays the same.
1: Well, there's really only two seasons, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. watching it change was really cool. And there was these plants I got to watch like grow up slowly. And they went like from being like this neon color to like bursting into this green color. And... It was just beautiful and they're, I love them. I don't know what they're called. I remember asking you guys and I remember Matthew got figured it out. I don't remember what it was, but I was really upset because I was like, I want to know what kind of plant it is. And I don't, this is the most useless.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe we can figure it out again.
1: Yeah. It was really pretty and it's a very Sonoran desert thing that I just loved. And we the have desert bu- is still beautiful. The desert is beautiful. Eric sent me this picture yesterday. He was out like somewhere in a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was just gorgeous. Yeah. And the sky was like perfect, brilliant blue, not a cloud in sight. Mm-hmm. And the plants were all green. Was Did somebody just scream?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I heard someone go, woo.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the studio ghost. He's back. <laughs> Great. Anyway. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. he He was off. He was on vacation for the holidays now he's back back to work
2: um dang it i was quickly trying to think of like some kind of pun a ghost a like, pun? like ghost vacation pun i was like <laughs> what are the words sabbatical respite
1: <laughs> um he was on a i don't like this is your area not mine oh, man i'm
2: sorry i failed
1: you guys i'm just over here with the sherberts anyway um <laughs>
2: I still want to hear from the sherbet people, maybe.
1: They can leave you a voicemail. Just call <laughs> and be like, this is a voicemail for joy only. <laughs> Summer, don't listen to this. But out.
2: <laughs> Get out. They're
1: probably also going to be like, and for Thanksgiving, I had a pecan pie. And that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. There's so many.
2: I don't know. Well, I did it at the be- very beginning of this episode. And then... What? I didn't say anything about it, but my husband tells me that I say both with an L.
0: Both. Instead you of both. you kind of
1: do both. 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 You do Both. I also I don't call wolves wolves. They're woofs. <laughs> <laughs> it makes Eric upset. Woofs. <laughs> They're woofs. How often do you talk about woofs? <laughs> I don't know, but like one time I said something about a woof and he was like, A what? Wait. <laughs> I'm saying it how I want to say it. <laughs> and I think, well, then you shouldn't have a problem with the sherbet. People. I do because that's wrong. But like <laughs> you, nobody's like, and then I saw the wolf. Right. It's a wolf. <laughs> it is. It's a wolf. What? The wolves. Okay. Is that better?
2: Here. <laughs> if you look closely, you can see the wolf in its <laughs> natural habitat. That's, stalking its prey.
1: That's what it sounds like. As woofs tend to do. <laughs> well, why? It's wolves. If it's not woofs, then <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why do you say that dogs go woof woof? <laughs> you can't even answer the but question. But a dog is not. Dogs why don't we call dogs bow wows? <laughs> Maybe we should. Because that's a rapper. <laughs> Little bow wow. <laughs> about what I was a rapper you've
2: set a whole precedent for the English language that I feel like is just deeply inconsistent well just so that you can say the word woofs
1: no I just that's how I say it and I don't think that it's like that wrong it's not that wrong you say both I do say both <laughs> You can have your bull if I can have
2: my woof. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So
1: I took out the L. You added the L. You took I my L. L. I stole your L. You took my L. I took the L. And that's <laughs> it's all yours. Anyway, um, so we wanted to talk about January is our typically our feminism month. Right. If we discuss feminism, you know, I think it's just a great way to kick off the year. And I was asking myself, why why do I think that? Why do I think that discussing feminism is a great way to start the year? And then I realized because I think uh, it's a new year and everybody has that feeling of, you know, they have that new planner feeling. Mm-hmm. They've got that new page feeling. And like, I'm going to do this this year. And everybody is full of a little bit. I'm of- going to
2: start over. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to yeah. try the things that I I wanted to try. I've wanted to try, but I haven't tried. Yeah. So they're like looking to fill their docket. It's exciting. With some stuff.
1: It's exciting to fill out a planner. And it's exciting to think about those things. And I mean, listen, today is the day of repentance. Like, if you need to restart your Bible reading plan on a Wednesday in May, you know, do it. Yes. I'm not saying this is the only time of year you should consider doing something new, but it has that vibe. It ha- whether you like it or not, right. it's a brand new calendar and it has it comes with that feeling. And I was just thinking part, I think one of the reasons I like discussing feminism in January is that I want to think about how not to be a feminist this year. Right. <laughs> Every year is a good year. To think about how not to be a feminist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and since feminism is always changing, or as Clementine would say, fizzinism. 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 Uh, um. I just think this is a good thing to think about. And obviously, feminism is such a a catch-all phrase. Originally, it was not. No. Re- originally, It wasn't, and I would argue that all of the things that it originally stood for, it still stands for, if you understand it correctly. And there has been a unifying thread throughout this whole thing that's more than just women are cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless of that, I think we all know what we mean by a feminist. Mm -hmm. Um, To me,
2: a feminist now is pretty synonymous with the world of the world.
1: Yeah. The thoroughly secular. Right. Thoroughly.
2: The f- they represent the por- the sect of the worldly that are bringing our nation into judgment.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's not a uh Feminism was not born out of Christianity as much as there are people that will try to tell you so. Um, of course, back in the 1800s when the movement first started, yes, there were most most of the women. Uh, some of them were pastors themselves, um, which should tell you everything you need to know. But you know, it was it has been from the foundation a godless theology, a godless ideology that uh, hates. The institution of marriage, uh, the main players, although many of them were married, hated marriage, mm-hmm. um, had a very low view of uh, the not necessarily motherhood because it's hard to deny the power right. the motherhood has, but the duties of motherhood right. certainly had a low yeah. uh, has a low view of. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk about how not to be a feminist this year. Um, I have some ideas. Uh, the last thing you want to be is an accidental feminist. Um, the last thing you want to do is accidentally uh, imbibe some some feminist thought. And so, I have some ideas. What are you laughing about? I missed it.
2: I just like accidentally be a feminist.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Just yeah. an interesting. Well, you thought. know, you're we're raised in it, right? We're raised to oh, be a feminist. It's very you're taught it's good, and that's
2: why, like, when we. When we say our list today, we're not saying that people who claim or tout feminism are doing the opposite of these things or doing these. This is not like,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that's not what we're saying. We're not saying if you claim to be a feminist that you like, don't do the stuff that's on this list. Sure. Basically, what we're saying is don't be worldly in this very particular way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's some, definitely some marks of uh, feminism that we should avoid. And so, I mean, my first one was.
2: Can I explain? Can I tell you a thought that I had? Yep. Um. So I was thinking about feminism. As I do regularly. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Um, as I do. Yep.
2: It's kind of our thing.
1: It's what I do.
2: And, uh, so I realized that a lot of Christians fall, Christians who would say that they're like Christian feminists, they, they do so because out of love for neighbor, right? Because God is love. Jesus is love. And we're just supposed to be loving to other people. And that's the number one sign of a Christian, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's our testimony. And some people even believe that just loving other people will convert others uh, that, it's love the, them to Jesus. that it's the equivalent of giving them the gospel mm-hmm. right but um that's not right no
1: that's not because right.
2: feminism actually isn't about love no so when you said accidentally a feminist mm-hmm. it made me realize that like well our critical thinking skills in this country are just way low
1: trash <laughs> trash is where it's even for Christians are. yeah
2: to the point where if someone says this thing is loving then we just go oh yeah <sighs> I like that thing cool um but so not only is feminism not loving mm-hmm. but it's fundamentally not about love at all no it's about respect mm-hmm. and power mm-hmm. um it is about it's it's not about love. It is not about um it, it's not about inserting love where love doesn't exist. It's about ex- inserting power where power doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I think
1: it's a gross misuse of feminine power. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I just I just think um you know how some people say like when you're doing outreach to Mormons, you now almost have to like convert the Mormon to Mormonism and then bring them out of Mormonism. Mm -hmm. So this is what, this is how I feel about Christian feminism. Okay. Um, and I was just thinking about how the Christian feminist there's they are living their life by or adopting, this ideology but it's they've just adopted like the name Mm
1: -hmm. and name only yeah
2: um but then they extend trust Mm -hmm. to feminists and people in the same
1: uncritically group yeah Mm -hmm.
2: but they we have generally as christians touted feminism because it's loving nature because people should be equal right mm. the
1: e- the equality lie right yeah, sure
2: but it just it's it's not complicated or like mind-blowing but it just occurred to me just what i said that like feminism isn't about love like we're mm. past that as a culture yeah it used to be
1: mm-hmm.
2: that loving love was like the most powerful of all mm-hmm. forces mm-hmm. right
1: that's what we would have said sure
2: Like, if someone's in trouble, you just need to love them. Uh If someone is having a hard time, you just need to love them. If Mm -hmm. someone, um, if you want people to grow up and be successful, you need to love them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that—that's what it it was about, and that's what um, that I have problems with that message. Right. And put that simply. Um, But the I just want to point out that, and think. For you to think about if you're if you are thinking like what is what's the problem with just like loving women and men the same? Um, it's not about that. I Yeah, that's not the question. Just think about what is the difference between love and power. Mm -hmm. Like if what is the difference between someone asking for love and someone asking for power? What are the two yeah, (laughs) what are the two differences there? So if you're if you think that feminism has some sort of redeeming quality, I just want to tell you graciously that you're not even on the same page as, as the fem. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You're right. just not. And that's, it's that simple. Right. But just the coming up with that distinction, mm-hmm. like that's why we,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, we need to just, Christians need to stop yeah. saying that they are feminists.
1: Yeah. I discussed this. um, There's definitely some lies inherent within feminism that, um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about was there's a lot of uh, feminists who, who wouldn't call themselves feminists, but do a lot of work (laughs) for feminism. Uh, And, and one way that they do this is by essentially there's this whole progressive Christian, sect right now, and they're, they're in our conservative churches, who say things like, and this, this was an actual tweet I read from a pastor, just to clarify, biblical womanhood means to be conformed to the image of God's Son, offering your bodies as a living sacrifice. Biblical manhood means to be conformed to the image of God's Son, offering your bodies as a living sacrifice. Hope this helps. So what's really, what's happening here is essentially this idea that, you know, the, it's the equality thing, mm-hmm. right? And we shouldn't give any credence to wanting to nuance a statement like that because it's answer, it's answering a different question. Right. There is a difference between biblical manhood and womanhood. You are lying if you say there is not. Right. You're, you're lying. You are a liar whether you are intending to be or not, you are right. lying. Um, So I'm not going to yes, but actually, or like anything right. to a statement like that, or like, let me add some. Cause
2: he's, he's obviously not talking to you. Cause you don't have a problem necessarily with the content. No, of that no, statement. You no, don't disagree with the content right. of that statement. No
1: Bible believing Christian denies that men, all men and women are meant to be conformed into the image of the sun. Right however.
2: <laughs> right. Um, that doesn't solve, that doesn't like, yeah. Like, oh, we can just put this conversation to rest These are, t- these are two different now. topics. Right. Yes. All yeah.
1: Christians are to strive to be conformed to the image of God's son. But the question of biblical manhood and womanhood is how does this work out? Because I am not to act like a man and a man is not to act like a woman. Right. So this, this, this conforming to the image of God's son is going to look different for a man than it will a woman. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are going to be many things that we have in common because we are humans and because we are made in the image of God and because we are being conformed to the image of the son. But if what he's saying here is true, then why couldn't Jesus have been a woman? Well, you just threw out the headship of Adam. Right. You just threw out <laughs> all all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just threw out uh, Jesus being the second Adam. You just threw out federal headship. Right. You just threw out Genesis 1 and 2, the whole theology of uh, man being made and then woman being made for man, man being... The glory of creation and woman being the glory of man, which Paul tells us in First Corinthians eleven, and he grounds in Genesis one and two. You lose a theology of the body and of the sexes entirely if you play with this very worldly, very deceptive, Mm -hmm. very untrue idea that manhood and womanhood are essentially the same thing. Right? No, they're not. Uh, and uh, this this is feminism, right? Mm-hmm. They've been saying since the beginning, you know, anything a man can do, a woman can do, maybe even better, just to be a little bitter on top of yeah. everything. Uh, and this is something that you are going to run into in the church. This is why we discussed it last month in Book Club. Christians, we should be able to give a clear and honest answer about what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. We should be able to do this both because we have learned from God's creation, what we see in nature. And I don't mean the woods. I mean the natural world around us. I mean creation. And because of what is clear from Scripture. And once we use both nature and Scripture to understand what God has said to us, as human beings as to what we're to do, then we take that fa- that very strong foundation and apply it to our current situation. So for instance, you know, a lot of the, well, but actually is are going to be things like, are you saying that if I'm going to be a woman, I have to, you know, what does that mean to you? Does that mean I have to make all my kids jackets this winter? Does that mean I have to can our food? Does that mean I have to vacuum in high heels? No. That's not what anyone's saying. <laughs> what we're saying is that you need to take what you know from what God has revealed, both in nature and in scripture, and then apply it appropriately right. to your current cultural context. So, you know what? Perhaps if I was a wife in the 50s, I might vacuum in high heels, but I don't think you should wear shoes in the house. Different culture. Right. The way that I, woman, is going to look different culturally than the way someone in the year 3000 BC did because or even
2: someone in another part of the world right now right now
1: because our cultures are different our technology is different what's available to us is different but what doesn't change is what has been revealed in nature and what God has said in scripture that that has not changed how we apply it in our current context is going to change but you know I'm just I'm really sick of the whole well like well you just have a very 1950s view no I don't we I,
2: reject the woman of the 1950s I reject that as well. as,
1: as the paragon of no femininity yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not the point and you know what a lot of them did great I'm not trying to throw trash on them either. Right. I don't know why everyone wants to. Is it because they look so pretty? I don't know, but the point right. is is that uh w- watch out for that. Watch out for that. Watch out for that in your own heart. Don't believe the lie that the way you be the best woman that God made you to be is that you do exactly the same thing as the next man because you were not created to be a man and You were not created to function as a man. And we really can know that from scripture. That was my first one. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I felt a little strongly about it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's okay. That's welcome here. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Are we going to go like... Yeah, what you got? Back and forth? Why not? Okay. So, okay, I have to tell you, though, that I... um. This is how my brain works when you said how not to be a feminist.
1: Yeah. I have a list, too. It's,
2: like, how to... <laughs> now my brain's losing it.
1: It's okay. I have a whole list.
2: <laughs> okay. But there's, so or there's like, t- kind of two directions that, like, you can take this. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to (laughs) talk. Just tell me. Just tell me. I can't wait. I'm just going to talk. So two different directions you can take this. This is for me. I'm forgetting what I'm saying as I'm saying (laughs) it. Are you? So two... (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) So two... So you can... So this could either be a list of things that actively keep you from acting like a feminist, from being feministy. Mm-hmm. Or these are things, practical things, that will prevent you from becoming right. a feminist.
1: I, we need all of them.
2: And so I struggled with that all week oh, until... okay.
1: Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Great timing. Because I Good was job. like, she's
2: not... What if she doesn't mean one of those things? This is what I do. Uh-huh. I did it all week. Well,
1: then it gets spicy and that's fun. Right.
2: It's like, what if she didn't mean that? And then I throw off the whole show and it's like, you, you're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. So why are you worried about that? <laughs> Um, just say what you think. Just say you it. You know. Yeah.
1: That's what
0: this um,
2: is. okay. So this is why I don't want this to like offend people. And uh, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm not going to give any more caveats.
0: Okay.
2: I'm just going to, uh, just explain. So my number two, number two okay. on the list of how to not be a feminist mm-hmm. would be, um, to be gracious Ooh. and forgive people.
1: Yes. Ooh, that's good.
2: So basically, I was just thinking like, and this is very common in feminism, intersectionality, critical theory
1: no forgiveness. Uh, no forgiveness. None. And
2: this is, again, um, assume you, the worst. If you haven't, I would, I'm glad that I brought up my thought about love versus respect and power. Yeah. Because you can just, Keep that in mind mm-hmm. as you listen to our co- this conversation, this mm-hmm. this list of things, mm-hmm. um, and and really examine why those two things are different, and what someone mm-hmm. someone who does something out of love. The difference between someone who does something out of love and someone who does something because they want power and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you refuse to be gracious and forgive people. So A, you may be assuming something in a person. Feminism allows you to assume something in a person that they have not done. You have assumed that they've done a wrong Mm -hmm. that they haven't done. So the indictment is for a sin that hasn't been committed. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, the indictment can be for a sin that wasn't committed against you.
1: Oh man, I got in a conversation with a self-proclaimed feminist the other day and it was crazy because she kept telling me, well, you think this and you think that. Right. And I kept trying to tell her, I, no, I, I don't think that. I don't. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't let me not think that because right. she needed me to think that in order for her point to be valid. Right. And it was just, but like, she was wrong across the this board. This is not how you treat people. She
2: was, she was having a conversation with a different person. We yes. do that a lot online. Yeah. It's the same thing about that tweet you just read. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're not talking to me because I believe what you just said. Right. But your, it, like it advances. your issue is, is with someone who thinks that salvation is different for men and women. Right. That's
1: not me. So I'll just keep
2: right. moving along. But
1: it advances but the, the idea that those people exist and that's what we need to be on guard right. against yeah. when exactly. we really don't. So it moves right. the ball down a field that no one's actually playing on. Right. But now we're all stuck on this field because you insist we play yeah, on this field. It's a boogie.
2: We're protecting ourselves from a boogeyman that's right. not there.
1: Right. Right. Okay.
2: So um, so be gracious. Do not assume something that someone has done. And forgive people. Mm-hmm. If they have done something, mm-hmm. let love cover it. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, you can of course have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. There can be con- forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is, is don't assume that other people are always sinning against you. Yes. Um, That's and a and be uh, be gentle in mm-hmm. issue, in reconciliation. Yeah. Um, if you establish that uh, the world stops. When someone annoys you or doesn't consider you or your power or your struggles, Mm -hmm. you're making yourself the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feminism will tell you to claw Mm -hmm. and fight Mm -hmm. to regain power that has been taken from you. Mm -hmm. It turns uh, people into antagonists Mm -hmm. and it turns you into... Um, a bean counter Mm -hmm. and someone who is always keeping a record of wrongs Mm -hmm. Um, you it turns you into the judge of the world yeah Uh, it turns your perception into the ultimate Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a lie that places you at the center of the universe as an arbiter of forgiveness and in t- people's intentions, mm-hmm. um, and you just aren't that, no, so don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. I was thinking today about um how well, I think a lot about the kind of old lady I want to be. Is that weird? I think about it, no, a lot. I think about that too. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of old lady? And um, I was listening to this very wise
2: do you imagine yourself um having a podcast called? Hamina and
1: that would be a dream (laughs) that's a dream are you anything resembling (laughs) Nancy Wilson that would be a magical carpet ride maybe Rosaria maybe that would be just fantastic but um I do think about it a lot and I was listening to I was listening to Nancy Wilson when I had the thought of just listening to her voice Mm -hmm. there's a a a An honesty, a truthfulness, a sweetness in her voice when she gives biblical wisdom. She's clearly a very joyful person. Right. Um, And I was thinking about some older ladies that I know uh, because they spend their time just trashing people on the internet. Yeah. Like it's a ministry of trashing ministry. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like they're roughly this, this group of women... And Nancy are roughly the same age. And I just thought like, what a difference in just sound. Like even if I think, I think even if you just looked upon their faces, you would see a difference in, in how they hold themselves. And I think there's a lot to learn from there. I think that uh, we should strive to be the older woman who is full of joy and kindness, and wisdom, and love for God that's evident, like, even in your voice.
2: Right. And... I always think of people, I always think of older, wiser women as, they always sound a little bit like, they're, like, pausing, but they're not pausing. Uh-huh. But there's, like, a, what would the opposite of reactionary be? Uh-huh. Like kind of just like, oh, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, not that they, they stop and physically pause. Right. Like they're, let me think. Right. It's like.
1: They're slow to speak. Yeah. Quick to listen. Mm -hmm. Godly. Yes. (laughs) It's just this, it just made me think, you know, a great way to not be a feminist is to be setting a godly example for other women. Right. And, you know, so you and I, Nancy Wilson could we're younger than her children. Like, um, and, you know, thankfully we have time (laughs) to get there. But even so, even at whatever age you are, you can still be setting an example. I encourage my almost 11 year old to set an example for my almost eight year old. Mm -hmm. And I tell my almost eight year old to set an example for my five year old. And there's all like today is the day. (laughs) Um, to think about what kind of woman do you want to be in other people's life story, you know, because you you are a woman in someone else's life story, right? With like, what woman are you? Are you the tightest two woman? Are you able to give advice and wisdom and friendship and? Um, or are you a source of maybe like <laughs> anxiety? Are you a woman
2: that like fritters around
1: right. are to you different the gossip? homes
2: and just leaves destruction everywhere right. you go and drama everywhere you go? Right. Or,
1: or maybe you're just selfish. Right. Maybe. Or yeah,
2: you suck resources and you can't, like, you can't be happy unless you're the center right. of what's going on.
1: So like, consider what kind of character you want to play in other women's lives because you are whether you realize it or not right (laughs) you are um and you know some some easy ways to do that are to um make good things like physical things Mm -hmm. um give of your time uh you know whatever you're interested in put your hands to it whether it's you're interested in making good food or writing good articles or knitting good scarves or building something for someone or using your, you know, using your time to build someone else up. Um, There's all kinds of things that you can put your hand to that are going to be uh, for good, not for bad. Mm -hmm. I think we've, we, feminism has spent so long tearing everything down that we almost like, Well,
2: they've had to create this caricature of what a woman is. faithfulness. What a woman is. Yeah. And even now, think about it. It's a group of people that Mm -hmm. says Mm -hmm. women are important. They've been undervalued. And yet Mm -hmm. paints those that don't disagree with them Mm -hmm. as simple little brainwashed. Right. Like these little like. Well, you know, maybe if she just didn't get married when she was 20 and have a bunch of kids, she works for she the patriarchy. She, you know, she right. would get it. But she's not on our level. She's not right. as actualized as we are. She's right. just been stuck in her house. Right. That's not that is not uh, the type of group. Actually, it sounds exactly like the type of group that women would make. <laughs> But it's not the type of group we should be making. Right. We do not need the stereotype that you need to like you should not be wanting to express the stereotype of the backstabbing female. Right. um, That manipulates and uh, lies to people so that they trust her and then. Right. uh,
1: Wrongs them behind their back. Right. That's what feminism is. Right. And I want to do a full I think this is a full discussion that we should have. But just really quickly, I think a sin that is common within feminism, within our current culture, is really indulging in self-pity. And it comes with um, it comes with the victim culture. Right. Um, But I really think we lose so much of our influence and our strength as women in the church and other people's lives, when we be, we get very busy feeling bad for ourselves, just only seeing the trials of life. And I understand that, that that is a heavy cloud that many people have to work to part.
2: It's why all of this junk exists. Mm-hmm. That's how big this is.
1: It's a big Navigating one. Navigating life. Mm-hmm
2: is the reason why all this secular humanist godless stuff Mm -hmm. exists it's because that's what everyone is trying to do they're just doing it whilst hating god right and it's so it's not working right that it doesn't work it basically adds up like us trying to navigate through the struggles and joys of this life is basically the life's work Mm -hmm. of most humans that have ever been Mm
1: -hmm. on this planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: It's a big, you gotta get it under control.
1: Yeah. And, and self pity is not the same thing as, you know, I'm not grief or loneliness. It's not the same thing as grief or loneliness. It is the sin of only feeling so, of only feeling bad for yourself, of only looking at, the difficulties in your life and believing that you are not worthy of, right. of difficulty. Right. Um, it really is the opposite of being grateful and thankful. Um, and self pity is not the same thing as acknowledging difficulty. So right. acknowledging difficulty is, uh, wise, <laughs> but how you respond to that difficulty is either going to be godless or godly. And if you're choosing the self pity path, then you're choosing the godless. You don't want
2: to response. know what my other point. One of my other points was what? respond to your poisonous thoughts.
1: <laughs> yes. Respond, respond with the truth,
2: right? When you, that is the antidote to a lie. Because a lie will poison you. Christians yeah. are not supposed to marinate with lies. No. Not for one day. Not for five minutes. No. Not for years. Oh my gosh. Years. Don't do it for years. Don't lie to yourself. You <laughs> will do it for years. If you do not. Uh-huh. If, if you are not in fellowship. Mm-hmm. If you are not reading the Bible. If you are not in prayer. Mm-hmm. You will marinate in a, in particular lies for years. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do not. Don't don't do, don't it. do that. Don't it's a sign it. of serious immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means you need to go find someone more mature than yeah. you. Um, but yes, when you, when you have a, a thought that is poisoning you in my mind, that is the same as a feminist thought <laughs> a poisonous thought is the same as a feminist thought for me. Yeah. Um, and that means that when you, that can include practical steps Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. when you think poorly of someone, Mm -hmm. stop Mm -hmm. and pray for them. Mm -hmm. When you recognize that your husband, X, Y, blah, 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 (laughs) Think of a way that you can serve him. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You don't, you absolutely start Mm -hmm. with diagnosing that lie and curing it with the truth.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then... Serve Mm -hmm. the person that was the subject of your lie. If Mm -hmm.
1: that's appropriate. Remember who you are. Remember who Christ is. Live in light of that. And sometimes it could just be as simple as, my goodness, maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to eat some dinner. Right. Right maybe you need to go to bed a little earlier it might be as simple as that it might not be it might require counseling i don't know right (laughs) but i'm saying that sometimes sometimes you need to what i started doing last year was you know the um like at at grocery stores they have like the the flowers that they're about to get rid of so they like mark them down uh i started buying the five dollar flowers and just putting them in the house it it just was a simple here's some flowers type of thing to get out of the funk right and sometimes it is that it's not always that simple and i'm not pretending that it is but it might be a good idea it might be something to consider if you're uh really in a a place where you can't climb out of that self-pity well
2: because actions are not again neutral
1: no neutral they're
2: either obedient or they're disobedient
1: They're born from a right thought or a wrong thought. Right.
2: And so, and sometimes acts of obedience are very hard. I can't even tell you how many days I have spent with just like a reoccurring thought that just like keeps popping into your head or some memory of Mm -hmm. something that happened between you and someone else Mm -hmm. or just like a a thing you did. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just have to keep going. You have to keep Mm -hmm. it's, I find what we've just, what we've suggested Mm -hmm. is not just like a fun little list suggestion. It can be simple sometimes. And sometimes it can be Mm -hmm. a day's labor. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I know uh, when I sleep poorly, I am particularly given to just a lot. Like I'll think about something that happened two years ago that upset me. Yeah. Uh, And you know, I so I know that about myself. And so what's really great at this point being 31 is that I can go, OK, Summer, you're thinking this way right now. You're getting yourself upset. And the only reason is, is because you've been up since 3 a.m. Right. Like you can stop doing that now. Right. You can stop believing that this is a real problem right because it's not yes <laughs> and this is because you're sleep deprived um and some, sometimes so instead of creating an entire
2: case against that person <laughs> <Right>. and <laughs> why they the did it and where like, and who and how how with the candlestick
1: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i mean my last one was just <clears throat> uh and this might sound really silly but uh read read more books than social media posts. Yeah. And and I think you need to read good books for your kids too. I think that uh, trashy romance novels and private groups that trash people is, if that's what you're filling your mind with, um, it's going to affect the people around you. Right. And if instead you're filling your mind with good things, uh, good books, good thoughts, Bible reading um, that will also affect you and the people around you. And I think it's a really hot tip. I know a lot of people are thinking about what they're going to be reading this year and having goals. And I think that's good. Make doable goals. Make time for your Bible reading. Uh, and put down the trash trash novels. That was my last one.
2: My last one is love your husband.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Um, and I just, I really mean that. I don't mean... You guys know me. I like to take the simple things that people say and be like, no, but really think about that (laughs) because we have Mm -hmm. such, and we have to do that because we're inundated with all this like worldly defined Mm -hmm. love, worldly defined husband. For goodness sake, (laughs) the world has a different definition of what can be a husband than I do.
0: Yeah.
2: And so it's important that you think about what that means. Are you loving your husband in a way that the world would tell you to Mm because to an extent that might not be wrong because there are, there are people who are married that would say that they don't believe the say there is no God that are foolish, Mm -hmm. that have marriages that stay together for Mm -hmm. decades. And so, um, Mm -hmm. and they would tell you, they might tell you something different about what it would be to love your husband. And so what I mean by love your husband is honor him, outdo Mm -hmm. him in honor, Mm -hmm. um, serve your family and figure out a way to do it joyfully. Yeah. Even if that just means telling yourself sometimes when I walk, so we live upstairs and I walk upstairs and even if I'm not like in a bad mood or something, Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, when I open that door, (laughs) like I am everything I do in there, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be happy that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm choosing to do that right now. Um, and in a way, that is loving my husband mm-hmm. it's honoring his home mm-hmm. um and that is uh, like not my i think the most important parts of this list are the parts that stick it to hum- to to feminism <laughs> and loving your husband really sticks it to really feminism. sticks it to feminism <laughs> um <laughs> Because there are things there, in in feminism, the poisonous thought of feminism about husbands is that they're the same as their wives,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that their roles are the same. And if
1: they act like they're not, then they're oppressing you, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Right. They effectively make you enemies. Yeah. Systemic enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, you. He is a part of the patriarchy, whether he wants to be or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that you guys aren't reconciled to one another. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you're married, you're one. Right. Imagine being one with someone who you also can't be reconciled
1: with. Right. Painful. It, it's, it's painful. It's the opposite <laughs> yeah. of
2: a marriage. Right.
1: Right. So love your husband. Yeah.
2: If you don't have a husband, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm praying for you. I know this time of year can be can get kind of lonely and I'm praying for you. I promise I am.
1: Maybe he's just around the corner. You you don't.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't Maybe know. Not. Sometimes you think you know what's coming and and you I did not know it was you, coming. You don't. You just don't. I didn't
1: know. I you didn't don't. know.
2: But you can also be. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to. I don't want to do the like QC thing where I'm like, well, you know. And if you don't have a husband, I'm so. I'm. I don't want to be like that person patronizing in that way. Um, but that that's just a part of of uh of what I had in my list. Yeah, <laughs> it's a
1: good one. Okay, well, now you guys know what to do this year <laughs> and how not to be a feminist. And that was our goal. And you can leave us a voicemail if you have any other ideas about that. <laughs> 470-465-0475. If you have any sherbet commentary, don't leave it for me. Leave it for Joy. Let me know so I just don't if, even it. Maybe listen. if
2: you also say woofs, <coughs> you can call in.
1: <laughs> woofs. Yeah, if you say woofs, then you can talk to me. But not pecans. I'm anyway. I'm trying to think
2: of common ones. I know probably oh, is probably a common one. Oh, probably gets
1: me. Probably espresso.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's painful.
1: Es- that one's hard espresso. for you
2: because you worked for Starbucks yeah. and you're...
1: It was hard when I was like a snarky 18-year-old. Right. People were like, can I have an espresso? To be like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> we don't serve espresso here. Thankfully, mm, wasn't that person out loud, but... <laughs> things have changed in 12 years anyway uh praise god (laughs) join us for more of whatever just happened in book club at patreon.com slash we start next week on the 13th and that is it for this week and we'll see you next week